Hello and welcome back to Gay Fat Friend and Friends, the podcast for adventurers. How's everybody doing? Are you guys having a great week? I am currently recording this on a Wednesday. Episode four just came out right before this. Um, because we are going on an adventure. We're going to LA. <laughs> Look, I don't want to make this a pro-California all the time podcast, but the way things are lining up, it just happens to correspond to our yearly trip to LA. Uh, Rob's birthday is in February. We also are going to Vegas, Las Vegas after. We're going. St- we're doing a little triangle flight. We're going to fly from Seattle to LA. L.A. to Vegas, Vegas back to Seattle. Actually, we'll be flying Seattle to Burbank, the only airport anyone should ever be flying in and out of in the Los Angeles area ever. It is the best, although the secret is out. Everybody knows about it. So the lines are long. There are lots of people there. There are bus people, as the Internet likes to call them, (laughs) because discount travel has opened the world to everyone, which is great. It's live your life. But sometimes those people shouldn't be there. I don't want to be mean. (laughs) Anyway, before I talk about LA, I wanted to talk about Seattle, where I currently live. Uh, My neighborhood is very close, very close to a sewage treatment plant. Now look, growing up, my parents had a company that built sewage treatment plants. So I'm used to that smell. I know what it smells like. But I You know, living in a major city, you don't think you have to smell it quite so frequently. Plus, we live in a very expensive neighborhood, a very fancy neighborhood. Don't get it twisted. We don't own. We rent. We live on the, let's say, south side of the tracks, if you will. Uh, We live in one of the smaller, older houses. We're practically staff, okay? We're the help in the neighborhood of all the billionaires. But we are next to a giant park. Hidden inside that park is a giant sewage treatment plant. And sometimes the gas that backs up from that treatment plant engulfs our neighborhood. And it is shocking. Okay. It is the gas that we are breathing in outside right now is atrocious. It smells like a fart, like a pure straight to the nose fart. I, I honestly, for the amount of rich people that live in this neighborhood and how much money there is on this little peninsula. I cannot believe how much fart gas we have to choke on all the time. Also, I'm no scientist and maybe there's a test I can do to see how toxic these fumes are. Like breathing pure fart gas in your neighborhood daily. Is that good for you? Is that why I'm sick all the time? Oh my God. Is that why I'm always out of breath? Is that why I had to go get new inhalers for my asthma? And I thought I had COPD because of the swamp fart gas outside in my neighborhood? Come on. We shouldn't have to live like this. So needless to say, that is one of the reasons why I'm very excited to get out of town for a week and go to Los Angeles. Uh, And they've been having massive rains and floods and it just ended and it's just supposed to be sunny and like 65 the whole time we're there. Oh, oh my God. It feels so good. I'm just so excited to go home to L.A. I'm even wearing my L.A. hat for those watching at home uh, in honor of our trip because 
I'm very excited. And again, I, I don't want this to be an all California all the time podcast, but it really is a great, fun, delicious place. Like when I travel, I travel mainly for the food. And since LA was pretty much a hometown for 15 years, I have spots that we have to go. First of all, we're going to go to Lala's, which is kind of like Argentinian food. There was one on Melrose. Uh, we're going to Melrose. There was one on Melrose next to our house. So during the pandemic, we ate so much Lala's because we could just door dash it right to the house. The best dish there is the pachuga de pollo, which is just a deliciously flattened grilled chicken breast. Very basic, almost like no seasoning, but it's grilled so crispy and flat and delicious. Fire grilled, so it's got that fire flavor. And then they just squeeze lemon over top of it. Oh, we're definitely going to Lala's. We'll probably be going to the one in Studio City because that one is closer to Glendale and that's where we will be staying. The other thing you have to get from Lala's if you're in LA is their mashed potatoes. I don't know what they put in them. They're not like, don't go, don't get the mashed potatoes if you want them to be like super creamy, fluffy, buttery. They're, For lack of a better term, they're watery. I think they might use like chicken stock in them, but they're a looser mashed potato, kind of chunky, ugh. They're so good, though. It's just a mouthful of, like, umami flavor. And then you also got to get the roasted button mushrooms. They're just, it's like button mushrooms, parsley, garlic, maybe a little lemon juice, maybe a little butter. And then you get, like, 20 of them, just the little buttons with the stems. And they, like, roast them in a high heat. And they come out, and they're just, like, steamy and soft and, ugh. Just the flavor, you guys, the flavor of these mushrooms. It's just divine. So definitely stop number one. We're going to Lala's. We're go getting the car. We're going to Lala's. And then stop number two, obviously, we're going to get Mexican. We're going to go to El Coyote. We're going to go to Best Fish Tacos of Encinitas. Oh, if you've never heard of it, Best Fish Tacos is a tiny little like, I would call it a stand. It is in a building, but it's like a roadside fish taco stand. And they only have three things. Fried fish tacos, grilled fish tacos, and potato tacos, which I believe are just like tater tots. <laughs> I couldn't think of the word. Um, but yeah, and that's all they have on their menu. Those three things, and then they got a cooler full of drinks. And you just go, and you get three or four. In Rob's case, you get five, maybe six. Uh, usually half fish, half Oh, wait, no, I'm wrong. Oh, my God, I'm wrong. People, you're probably at home screaming in your car right now. No, 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 it's not grilled fish, fried fish, potatoes. It's fried fish, fried shrimp, potato tacos. That's what it is. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I hate that on podcasts when somebody gets something totally wrong and you're just like in your car or you're walking, listening on your, your uh, headphones and they're saying something wrong and you're just screaming, that's not it. That's not it. I apologize. Okay. Best Fish Tacos has fried fish tacos, fried shrimp tacos, and potato tacos. So you go and you get three, four, five, six tacos, and you do half shrimp, half fish. I've never gotten the potato tacos because literally they're just tater tots. But, uh, and then they have like a salsa bar of like five or six different deliciously fresh salsas, very spicy. And then they have a giant bottle of Mexican crema where you can just drench your whole taco in as much crema as you want. Oh, and the finest the finest shredded cabbage you've ever seen in your life because when you're eating fish tacos when you're eating shrimp tacos you gotta have shredded cabbage okay that's the only way to do it 
But yeah, oh, we're going to go to Best Fish Tacos of Encinitas. Also, also, each taco is like $2, maybe $1.50, maybe two fifty. They might have changed their prices. But forever, it was so cheap, and they're such a big, filling taco. They're literally, you can eat three of them and be full. You can eat six of them and be happy. So I highly, highly recommend, if you ever find yourself in the Silver Lake neighborhood, go to Best Fish Tacos of Encinitas. Thank me later. You will love it so much. But yeah, we're going to go to Best Fish Tacos. We're going to go to El Coyote and we're going to get hot salsa and chunky guac and just enjoy the dresses. They are one of those Mexican restaurants where the ladies wear beautifully colored, you know, frilly dresses. Oh, I just love them so much. Delicious chips. Oh, I can't wait. I'm just like hyping myself up. I'm so excited to go to L.A. And again, I apologize. This is not going to be a pro L.A. all the time podcast, but. If you do the math of past episodes, it's kind of turning into that. We are also a must-have on our list. And we're only going to be there for three and a half days. But a must on our list is Swingers Diner. We have to go to Swingers. Swingers is like our cheers. Swingers is our home away from home. I mean, we lived in our apartment two blocks away from Swingers for 10 years. And so we went to Swingers for breakfast every single weekend that we lived there. I mean, it was almost like... Excuse me. It was almost like in a movie where we were locals at like a diner, you know, and and every time we would go, they knew our names. They always like got us a table really fast. The menu has never changed, at least not what we get. Um, we actually have they gave us one of the menus because they're like big plastic laminated menus. They gave us one of the menus when we moved away because they were very sad we were leaving. But we ate so, we ate at Swingers so much, especially during the pandemic, because they were takeout only. And we were like, we got to support. We got to support. So we ate. <laughs> we had breakfast from Swingers two, three times a week during the pandemic. And then they actually did close. They went out of business during the pandemic. And then Drew Carey, who was always in there. I mean, you can go to Swingers uh, on Saturday or Sunday at brunch at like 11 a.m. And, and Drew Carey will be sitting at the counter eating breakfast reading a gigantic newspaper, the only person left on the planet that reads a newspaper, Drew Carey. But Drew Carey ended up kind of flying in as an angel investor and reopening Swingers. I he, I don't think he considers himself an owner. He's just an investor. And he helped them reopen. And now Swingers is back, baby. And I don't know their hours now, but back in the day, Swingers used to only uh, close, I want to say from like, 4 to 5 a.m. Like they weren't a 24 hour restaurant, but they were definitely open for like drunk food, early breakfast, brunch, lunch, and dinner. And they only closed one hour a day, maybe two. Rob Rob knows better. I can ask him. But they would only close from like 4 a.m. to 5 a.m. I think just to like reset the clocks, clean up the kitchen, re-chop all the vegetables, you know, just like re-zhuzh the restaurant itself. But oh, it's such a magical place. And it's like so centrally located and so easy to get to. There's parking, I mean, L.A. style parking everywhere. They don't have a parking lot, but there's parking everywhere. So, yeah, of course, we're going to go to Swingers. We'll probably hit Swingers twice just because we have to. It's the best. And then we're also going to hit some local California favorites like Carl's Jr. Now, look, I know there is Carl's Jr. up here in the Seattle region, but it is a 45-minute drive away. And that's just not easy when you want a burger and fries. And Carl's Jr. is such a uh, God-tier, high-level burger chain in our relationship. I mean, I think it's Rob's favorite fast food burger. So we definitely love to hit up a Carl's, a.k.a. Hardee's, depending on which side of the Rockies you're on. And yet, you know, just one of those simple joys of being in Los Angeles is just getting a Carl's Jr. burger. I, If you know, you know. If you get it, you get it. I don't have to explain. 
Also, Carl's Jr. and Hardee's is in the What's Your Order box. So we will get to it. How funny if it lined up? Like, what if I pulled out Carl's Jr. today? That would be so weird. Anyway, moving on. We're also going to Las Vegas for the food. (laughs) I'm going to Las Vegas for the food. I love one of my favorite favorite things you know people are like i spend my money on fancy purses i spend my money on cars my favorite thing to do is to go to a fancy restaurant and spend like two hundred dollars on one meal oh that is luxury that is happiness that is everything i want in life i want to go to a fancy restaurant and i want to drink wine and i want to eat appetizers and i want to get steaks and i want to get all the sides oh what a treat. That is just the best. I, You know what? You can keep everything else. I don't care about anything. I don't care about luxury purses. I don't care about clothes. I don't care about shoes. I don't care about cars. Give me a $200 steak, baby. I'm yours. I'm in heaven. Oh. So we will be going to our favorite place, which is called Joe's. It's in Caesars in the forum shops. And it is just a delight. Now, we will happen to be there on Valentine's Day. But we didn't realize that until it was too late. So we're not going to Joe's on Valentine's Day. We're going to go on the Tuesday before. So we're going to go on, what is that, the 13th, obviously. We will be going to Joe's on the 13th, the day before Valentine's Day. It will be our Valentine's Day for each other. And we're just going to luxuriate in the fancy steakhouse Vegasness of it all. I kind of have a regular steakhouse order whenever I go anywhere. Like, even if it's like Ruth's Chris, if it's if it's considered a semi-fancy steakhouse, I get the same thing. I always get, obviously, Savvy B. I get white wine. I will also get... And this, I, the only time I do this is in fancy restaurants. I will get a glass of wine and a cocktail, which is a Jameson and Ginger. A Jameson and Ginger is my hard alcohol drink of choice when it comes to fancy restaurants. Also, also, it is my hard alcohol choice of Las Vegas. I really only drink Jameson and Ginger in Vegas. It's because it's such a Vegas drink. You know, you get it in a rocks glass. It's brown. You just feel fancy, you know? You feel like you're going to walk in and put a 100 on black and win, you know, on a roulette table. Like, that's how Vegas works, right? I, I don't know. I don't gamble. I go there for the food. So I will be having a wine and a cocktail. And then I always get a wedge salad with blue cheese dressing. Oh, I just love a good blue cheese dressing on a wedge. I know it's such a, like old-fashioned salad from the 70s, but it's still luxury to me, and it tastes so good. So I will be having the wedge to start. And sometimes, occasionally, we'll get like a stuffed mushroom or like a crab dip or something to go with that. And then we both get steaks. I usually get a ribeye or a New York. Rob usually always gets a New York. And then I get cream spinach at a steakhouse. You gotta have you gotta have cream spinach. Okay, that is mandatory for steakhouse dinner. And then we usually get a mac and cheese. And there's this very delicious. Joe's has really good mac and cheese. And then a potato of some sort. Sometimes fries. Sometimes a baked potato. Sometimes mashed potatoes. Who knows? It's all about being in the moment. And, you know, with potatoes in a steakhouse, you can't really go wrong. Sometimes they have special fingerling potatoes. Who knows? It's it's always a gamble. <laughs> Get it? Because it's Vegas. Yeah. And then we never do dessert, but because it is usually Rob's birthday, like close to his birthday, they will give us a dessert for free because they know us, a.k.a. I told them and they it's it's like a delicious hot fudge sundae and it's just so basic and good and like when do you ever eat dessert in a restaurant I never get restaurant dessert because I like to fill up on the apps and the sides and the mains I never need a dessert 
I will get a dessert to go. If I'm going to a cheesecake factory, oh, you better believe I'm getting a slice to go. But I rarely eat dessert in a restaurant. But there's something about just getting like a melty scoop of vanilla ice cream with hot fudge on it after a glorious, fancy steakhouse dinner. Oh, I am so excited about this trip, you guys. It's going to be so fun. And I apologize if I just made everyone hungry in your car right now. Hopefully you can get to a steakhouse as soon as possible. You know what? You Even if you can't get to a steakhouse, if you've got like an Applebee's, you know, or maybe a Shake Shack, something that can tide you through. You just, if you have a craving for red meat, I hope that you can make it to a red meat establishment ASAP. All right, let's take a little break uh, and we'll be right back. And we're back. Oh, sorry. Sorry I got so hopped up on food tourism in the first half, you guys. But I mean, you know me, food is life. And I just get so excited about it. And shocker of all shockers, there's no housekeeping this week, you guys. Housekeeping, housekeeping, uh, none. None for this episode. Everything from last week's episode was perfect. And I told nothing wrong. I said no lies. And it was... glorious (laughs) at least from what i can tell nothing was wrong but kind of in the vein of housekeeping i was thinking more and more about nostalgia and that that phenomenon i was talking about of like being at a place and not realizing when you were at that place that a thing was happening and i've kind of been down lately because you know i do social media as a job and a lot of it is response and so And a lot of it is out of my control. So when I work really hard on something and I post it and it does really well, I get excited. And when I work really hard on something and I post it and it fails, I take it so personally. And I know that I shouldn't take it personally. I know that it's not my fault, but there's just something about it in my brain that makes me so sad. And it makes me, I don't know, 